Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. With tons of crazy stories from belting out queen in a Lincoln town car, breaking language barriers in Florida, to turning down cash for boobs, Ryan and Claire always have a fun story to share about the lifestyle. So we're back at the sex apartment with Ryan and Claire. Welcome back, guys. Oh, Thank thanks you. for having us. Welcome, welcome. Last time we talked about how you got started. I know in the last 10 years, you guys have made some incredible stories. So let's just start jumping through a few of them. One of my all-time just favorite crazy stories. Like, it seems like in the lifestyle you go out, you either have a great sexual story or you just have a, I can't believe this happened, happened story. Right? <laughs> this is one of those. And so, it's always a direct result that we just stay too long. <laughs> I disagree with that. I don't think you can stay like we too We never long. know when we should... When and the right, right time to leave. <laughs> yes, always, please. We were at the club and having a great time, and it was getting late in the evening. And you know, everybody's kind of, hey, do you want to go here? Do, do you want to go there? We started talking to, to this couple, and they said, hey, why don't you uh, come back to our place? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? So he's like, you know, I'm going to go and get my driver, and my driver will drive us back to our place. I'm oh, like, wow, this is a good one. Like, oh, great. <laughs> She's in like memory lane over <laughs> now. There. I know. <laughs> oh. So I'm like, wow, it sounds. Sounds great. Cool. So we go out there and I'm waiting for maybe a Tahoe, maybe, you know, like a or, Mercedes or Caddy, something town like that. Car. and up pulls this like 1999 Chrysler town and country. And like, wow. So he's like, he's here. There was I'm like duct okay. tape. Right. I mean, and at this yeah. point, great. This, this is fantastic. You know? So now so, this wasn't an Uber. This was literally he, his this driver. Drive. This is his, yeah. His, his personal driver. Like on a regular basis. Yes. His, okay. Personal driver. Yeah. I was a Saturday night like guy. Like at his or, beck and call. And now yes. was this a couple or a single A guy? couple. Okay. A couple. Okay. okay. Yes. And couple. he was much older. She was much younger. And so, he had a big personality. She was pretty quiet. Yeah. Okay. So we get into the car. We probably got about a 20 minute ride. First thing, you know, he starts to put on some music. And then this girl who's just been very quiet for most of our experience like, at the club just starts bellowing out <laughs> this this queen song as if it is, you know. At the top of her lungs. At the top of her lungs. In the Chrysler Town to Country. God. I swear to God, that's and true. We've and been it, in the van right, for 10 minutes. And I am just on my side of the vehicle. I'm just, tears are starting to come down because I'm laughing so hard. I was like, I am so happy to be here. Now, now are you to, hiding your laughing or are you letting it go? I was doing my best to keep it as okay. hidden as possible. I was and so entertained. I was like, we need to leave. We, we can't. <laughs> we, get out of here. we need to Wait, ask can them you to, driver drop to us stop. Over, please? And we need an Uber. This We cannot do this. So, yeah, but at this point, we're like, no, it's like, no way. No way. We, I, I got to see how we this need goes. this story. I got to see where this goes. So... We get to their house and, you know, and, you know, typical when you get to someone's house, hey, would you like a drink? Well, <laughs> they're not really offering anything to drink. Mm-mm. So I kind of looked at them and said, hey, you guys got anything to drink? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. And he tells her, hey, get him something to drink. Come on. Well, oh, hey, I'll go to the kitchen, help you, help you get, you know, good thing to kind of break the ice, start to flirt a bit, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they go to, all they have is, is just like this old, Vodka, like like schmitskis or schlotskis or <laughs> schloop schleps or vodka. And it's just on the counter. And you can tell it's been there a while. So I'm like, fine, we'll get through it, fine. He's like, okay, well, you know, can you... So I get a couple of glasses out. And so I go to get some ice. She's like, oh, we don't have ice. No ice, no ice. Like, no ice. <laughs> no ice. No ice. I'm like, no ice in the house. Really? I'm like, okay, fine, fine, fine. We, we, we still get this. We'll throw a little, throw a little Sprite in there. You know, every, everything should be fine. No, we don't. We don't have any. <laughs> no mixers. Sprite. I had a vodka and tap water. <laughs> this is just amazing. 
It's like, okay. Well, we all did. Clear it. Did you let it run for a little while first? (laughs) I did try. Warm breath is fine. (laughs) So So we get our He wants to give us a tour. He had just remodeled their basement. It was wood everywhere. Remember, it was, and he was telling us about how this is ton and grind. His spare time. And I'm like, oh, this is more than I ever wanted to know about wood. <laughs> yes, he was really wrong, wrong kind of wood, at least. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes. right. He was very I know proud a of lot. I know a lot, right. and it was very nice. He was, was actually yeah. not a woodworker, though, so that was interesting. Right, he was a different profession. So obviously, yes. it's something he does on the side, and he's very proud of it. And good for you. So, <laughs> so we go upstairs. We go back upstairs, yes. right? And then now the girl's gone. She leaves. The girl is gone upstairs, right? So it's just us and him. You know, say, hey, where'd she go? And Miss, like, well, she was going to change or something. Yeah, well, all right, okay, that's yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all right. All right, maybe we're getting something there, you know. <laughs> so then he, so all of a sudden he sits down at this piano. They have a grand piano. They have a grand piano, and he lifts the keys up. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, please, <laughs> please tell me he's gonna do this. I, oh, I can't wait. And wouldn't you know it? Starts tickling the ivories, baby. His first song was Jack and Diane. Yes. Yes. And actually, like, when it was that bump, bump, he would take the top of the keyboard cover and slam it. <laughs> I mean, he was so into it. He was really just pounding, just start singing. He's, oh, I'm, at the I top mean, of his lungs. This is his Madison Square yes. Garden. This is, you know what I mean? This is it for Anne. I wish... A, I wish this was TV, and I, I would give anything <laughs> oh. to be able to share the the <laughs> look on Claire's up. face when he starts bellowing this song. She's like, <laughs> so, so then he got to the chorus, and we found out that they had three cats that all yes. came out from yes. where they were and start howling, howling as he's playing the as grand piano. I swear so, to God, that's oh. true. I swear to God. So then he moves on to um, mm-hmm. Billy Joel, Piano Man. Which is his encore. Yes, obviously. yes, yes. <laughs> right? I mean, wonderful. <laughs> I mean, he put his heart and soul into it. So then he stops, and we right. applaud, and the cats are howling. <laughs> They're like, what do you do? And so, you know, and then that's what he yelled for yes. her. Yes, so and then he she still yelling. hasn't come down, right? No, she's two songs ago, she's, she's still not coming down. So he's yelling at her. It's like, are you coming out or not? Yes. So then he leaves, and we can hear him go into right, the back wherever she is, and she's like, he's like, this is why no one ever wants to go out with us because you don't entertain them. You go and hide. Get out here. So we, I mean, at this point, I mean, I'd had all the entertainment. Claire was ready to go. So we used this opportunity while they were away to call an Uber, just panic, (laughs) frantically. We're calling Uber, Lyft, friends, family, who will ever come and get us. us. Save us. So then. He comes back out. And they were like, hey, we're going to go. You know, he's like, Really? Like, what? Like, yeah, and then, you know. And, and, but then he starts yelling, this is your fault. They're leaving. <laughs> yes. Get out here. And we're like, oh, it's fine. Yes. She doesn't have to come out. Right. Yes, she does. <sighs> so she comes out and we say goodbye. Did she change Uber. or no? Um, no. 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 Never changed. Never changed. Didn't think so. Okay. Never no. changed. So the Uber comes. We run out to the Uber. <laughs> never happier to see someone in our lives. <laughs> And we were not even out of the driveway. And she sends me a text like, I'm so sad you left. (laughs) I thought we were going to have a great time together. And I'm thinking, what is wrong? You like block our number, block our number. Never saw him again. 100% that was not her texting that. Right. Right. (laughs) Never saw him again, ever. Right. That was such a great time. That was a good one. You know, you get great experiences, and sometimes you just get the best stories. You do get some amazing stories. <laughs> and that, that is the benefit of going out with lots of different people. Yes. You get to meet lots of different people from all different areas. And, <sighs> and walks of life. Yes. And We've had way more either really hot experiences or just flat-out funny experiences than, than we've had quote-unquote bad mm-hmm. experiences. I would have to search for a bad experience. So let's go to a good experience. Little claims to my lifestyle fame that I want on my, you know, in, in my personal lifestyle hall of fame thing. On my very first wedding anniversary, I had my very first threesome. And so, it, it was actually right. the girl of the couple that was the first person, the first couple that we swapped with, right. not the practice round. Okay. Right. So that's okay. pretty good, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. One year wedding anniversary. Yeah. So then on my second, I had my first threesome where my wife wasn't 
one of the girls. Oh, come on, oh, right? That's very nice. nice. Exactly. So those were fantastic. Just curious, what did, what did you get her? Uh, <laughs> what is year two? Nothing <laughs> I remember. Oh well. And the third year, we just went on a trip because what do you do after that? After that, yeah. I, I was afraid it was going to build to like a circus. <laughs> I could see Ryan enjoying so, a circus. Yeah, so that was <laughs> so that was very good experiences for you. We had another fantastic experience. We were down in Florida. We were already into the full swap phase, you know what I mean? We had gone to a club in Florida. You know how this life works. Just every once in a while, things just line up for you, mm-hmm. and it's just the way it is. It's, yep. it, it's just your day, yep. Yep. right? We had met this Venezuelan couple that were just ridiculously beautiful people. And it was just so much fun. He was a minor league baseball Base- player. Baseball Aww. player. And she was just this, you know, lips, tits and hips, just gorgeous. <laughs> she looked know? like a model. And this is at Trapeze, which is one of the most well-known clubs. Yeah. And it's it's in Fort Lauderdale. It's actually in a strip mall. <laughs> yeah. It has a giant sign that right there, valet parking, right in a strip mall, and nobody cares. So they had said that they wanted to come back to our place. Okay, great. Well, we were staying with another couple in this nice big house. So we had made a quick text and said, hey, we're coming home with somebody. So they were kind enough to go into our room and clean up the entire room yes. for us. <laughs> they cleaned up the room they for us. Nice. Right? How great is now that? that is good friends. Right. That is awesome friends. And like I said, it just happened to be our closet. day. Right. Right? Yes. Right? And so but, we were fortunate enough mm-hmm. to play with them. Like They were beautiful people. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Just a great experience. I think that was the first time we'd ever were with somebody from a much different culture. Mm-hmm. A little language barrier, but we did just fine. Yes. Yeah. yes. Google that Translate's was a, a wonderful thing. Yes. It certainly that was, is, that my was friend. A super, it certainly is. So. Super fun experience. Mm-hmm. Super fun. What made it fun? They were super hot, just felt hot. We were very compatible sexually, all four of us. You know, it's really hard to find four people that all get along and are attracted to each other. So when you do find that, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's nothing better for me, you know, when you meet a couple you really like to be with, but they end up being like fun people and your friends and you can go out. I like to meet new people and I love experiences where you don't know what's going to happen. But then you balance that with couples that you are familiar with that, you know, when you make those plans, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you need some of those because the other one is just there's a 50 yeah, 50 chance yeah. that it's going to go well or they're not going to cancel at the last minute right or when they show up they look nothing like their pictures or there's a lot before you actually hook up with a couple you know you want to make sure that me personally I want to know that they're you know decent people that they're not axe murderers or <laughs> well, you know, see who cared <laughs> you know I want to know that they're everybody good has people. a kink no, you know I mean you I might know only have a few hours to make that choice but you know I just like to think that those people are good people and yes you know, sometimes it takes going on a podcast with them. Yeah. Yeah. Wait six years and eventually. Right. right. <laughs> Let's do another funny story because I telling you, every time I get to sit down with you guys, I get to hear all these funny stories and it's they really it, are better it, it than really they really are better than the hot stories. I think I have to tell the first time we went to trapeze. We have been traveling now to Fort Lauderdale to go to trapeze for the last seven years. And every February we go with Gina and Tony, our really good friends that we met through them and another couple that we met through both of them. And the four of us, I think we have gone six years together. So we had heard about this club in Fort Lauderdale named Trapeze. And our friends had told us that people dance in the beginning. It's not a lot of mingling in the beginning by the dance floor in the bar. Around 11, 11.30, everybody gets their booze and they go into the locker room and you have to take off all your clothes and put on a towel to go in the back. They have a bar back there. Like you can just sit at the bar and in your towel... On Saturdays, they don't let single guys in. There's only two private rooms. Everything else is just air mattress upon air mattress everywhere you look. And there's, if you go to the right, there's like an L-shaped and those do have like a small curtain you can pull. And then there's two beds together if you walk forward and those have a curtain and that's it. The rest of them, it's couches and beds and it's all out in the open. And so, you know, they had told us all about this and we had talked about it and we're like, you know, we're ready for this. This sounds so fun when we go in the back. Well, we go and we go in the back. It it was 
crazy. Like I have never seen anything like it in my whole life. Do you remember that? Oh it yeah, of course. Crazy. There is like bodies everywhere. Like a trapeze, they're open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and even on a Wednesday they have 150 people. Jeez. Wow! Like it's crazy. On a Saturday, like on a good night, they'll have three or four hundred people. And so you go in the back and, you know, everyone's just trying to meet everyone. And it looked like the Guinness Book of World Records of people having sex. Like, I have never seen anything like it. So we were like, you know, what should we do? And we're like, we don't know what to do. So we kept walking around and walking around and walking around (laughs) until eventually we just went back to the main room. And they actually have a chef that makes omelets and breakfast. Now we're talking. See, now you're talking my language. Yes. And then we did that and left. like I, right. we just didn't oh know. But they serve dinner and then oh, they, they serve do. breakfast. Okay. So it is very odd, or at least to me, you know, you're getting ready for this night, of, you know, sex <laughs> night, this club in a different state, you know, you're ready to rock and roll and having a good time. You're looking good. You walk in, you start smelling roast beef, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. It, it, it feels like, like I'm battling my senses here. <laughs> like they have a chef car at a carving yeah, station. Yeah, it's just a little. Wow. You can get dinner, the whole night of entertainment, and mm. breakfast before you leave. <laughs> Can't beat that. That's your kind so, of place. So nothing happened that first night. Oh, you were no. just like, Whoa. Just taking oh, it all no. in. <laughs> but the next night yeah. was when we met the Venezuelan couple. So we yeah, see, we learned, it. we adjusted yeah, right. pretty, we got accustomed to it. And <laughs> we decided, always need a practice. You know, <laughs> we just, okay. yes, this time we didn't do anything. We walked around kind of scoping out the situation. But the next day we went back, we were ready. So now being as open as it is, are Mm -hmm. you more open to a group situation or is that more of a everything's happening there, but everybody's keeping to themselves? I remember the next time we went, how do you tell people you're interested? Because a lot of them don't speak English and a lot of people are already playing themselves. And so I told you just have to make eye contact and don't break eye contact. So they'll like be playing and you are just, you are just staring at them and then they'll be like, okay, come on. There we go. So I learned that, but I do remember one time we had went, I think we were there by ourselves for some reason, just the two of us. And we had met a couple. So we were kind of just on a bed playing and another couple near us was on a bed playing. And so we ended up starting to play together. And then all of a sudden this lady starts crawling over on the bed. And when she comes over, it sounded like she had smoked like a carton of Pall Malls. And she's like, you guys are hot. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, oh my gosh. And that was the end. So you never know what might happen. (laughs) Now, there was time, one time that we did get one of the private rooms. It was a Friday. So there were single guys on that other side. And it was like a two-way mirror. Okay. So the couple that we were with, me and the other girl, were like putting our boobs against the the mirror (laughs) and like our butts. And then we had like people looking in on us. It It was actually pretty fun. But very rarely do you get a private room there. Ryan. Yes. What is your favorite moment in the lifestyle so far? Oh, boy, oh, boy. That is a, probably my next one. <laughs> probably my very first threesome to have it actually unfolding in front. He was like, oh, my God, there's the brass ring. There it is. So Now, at that point, you guys were only doing soft swap. No. This- Correct. This was after we had done no, the, the practice round full swap. Right. And we were now friends with uh, that couple that okay. we had been with and okay. we're hanging around with them. Okay. I don't know how it happened, whether he decided to go to sleep and said, you guys just go ahead for Ryan's birthday. <laughs> it was really fun. One of my favorite moments actually is the next year we are friends that we had become good friends with. They introduced us to a couple at a hotel party and we hit it up with them. That first night we met them, it was so much fun and she was fun and I would go outside with him so he could smoke and he was making me squirt against like outside against the hotel wall and (laughs) it was just super I just will never forget it it was so much fun and we actually ended up becoming really close with them and we would go see them every two or three months and every single time it was just a great experience unfortunately that stopped 
So people come and go in the lifestyle. Yes. And Absolutely. Yes. We've seen that a lot. They jump in, jump out, jump back in because after a while it's like, oh, you know, no, life's a little boring. Let's come back. What has kept you guys in it for 10 years? First of all, we got in it for the right reasons. It wasn't to fix anything. It wasn't something missing. It's just something that we enjoy doing together. Mm-hmm. I think that everything else became boring. <laughs> <laughs> that happens too. You know, yes. You know, like, totally understand. Could we go out with our childhood friends? And at this point, they want to go to happy hour and be home by, you know, 7 30. Right. You know, I haven't even napped yet. You know, I'm not ready to go out to like 9 30 or 10. So I just think everyone else became boring. And we met this whole new group of friends that are really fun to be around. You know, I just feel it's a more comfortable atmosphere. Everyone is really respectful. You don't have to worry about getting pawed at or, you know, someone's grabbing you at the bar and then your husband's upset and he's got to say something. You know, it just, it really is just a more comfortable atmosphere. You pretty much know if you don't have anything to do when you go to the club, you'll know some people and it will be fun. Even if nothing happens, a lot of times nothing happens when we go out and that's fine. But I just think that the longer we've been in it and the more friends that we have met and all the great experiences we had, this is really become a big part of our life. What is the alternative? Cheesecake factory? (laughs) I mean, really. I I totally understand. (laughs) And I still, you know, after almost 10 years, I love to dress up. I love to go out. You know, Ryan loves to meet new people. He really takes it upon himself. If we're at the club, he always notices the people that are just sitting by themselves or standing at the side. And he always makes sure he goes and introduces himself, kind of finds out you know, their story, what brought them there. You yes. know, he really is interested. And in- for us, it didn't take as much courage, but uh, I mean, for a lot of people, <laughs> for some people, it's <laughs> right. It takes a lot of courage to finally get the nerve to get there and go there and, you know, do all that. I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression or just have a bad experience. Mm -hmm. That's a lot to ask of somebody. Just throw them in a place like that. So I, you know, feel kind of almost obligated to make sure they're comfortable and have a good time. And then they can decide for themselves if it, Mm -hmm. but I talk to a lot of people afterwards that just the energy and the vibe of it. You're coming back. I will say that between the two of you, having met you on my first night at the club, And now having known you for a little while, I just, I love your energy all together. I mean, every time we see you, you guys are so positive, so happy. (laughs) It's always fun. I'm like, oh, they're here. Ryan and Claire are here. Look at, you know, so you're, it's always great to see you guys. You guys bring a great vibe to the club atmosphere and to everybody around you. I mean, it's hard to be unhappy in your presence. It's Saturday night. Yes. You you only get one a week. I mean, we could be fighting in the Uber. (laughs) This is very true. It is Saturday night and we don't care. (laughs) You know, we decide you get one a a week and we are going to make the most of it. And and so that's like the best way to end an argument is oh we're here sorry (laughs) things are fine now it's It's over and so yes and I have had so many people come up to me and they're like you know we were gonna leave or no one talked to us and then Ryan came over and it really (laughs) made a difference and we met someone and someone came to talk to us and we always try to introduce people we meet to other people we know there so (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs) yes we did We have been responsible for a lot of happiness. (laughs) But there's times that I'll go into a bathroom at the club and people be like, oh, you're Ryan's wife. He's so nice. And I'm like, oh, gosh, (laughs) because he's made his introductions and and now they know him. And so sometimes he'll wear a, a hat like on a white night. He'll. He'll wear a white hat and I can just see him bouncing around the club (laughs) and I just keep track of him by his hat. (laughs) So before we wrap this up, Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me your favorite lifestyle story. Just that one that no matter what, anytime you go to hang out with somebody, it's, oh, this is the one I have to tell. I mean, that's like choosing your favorite child. This is, I mean, this is a terrible problem to have. I know. <laughs> right. Exactly no, right. I, you know? I do think I have mine. Okay. I do. I just hope I'm involved. <laughs> no. Nope, was... You're not. <laughs> right, right, right. No, no, not that one. <laughs> it was with the couple that we saw often. Oh, my gosh. It was just the best 
weekend. We stayed at a really nice hotel and we went to good restaurants and we went out there. And it was the first time that we've ever been out in public where Ryan hung out with the girl and I hung out with the husband. And it was really interesting. It's like we were on two separate dates, but close enough to be Mm -hmm. seeing each other the whole time. It was very, very, very cool. And I really liked it, watching him flirt and have a good time. And it just was a super fun night. We ended up at a strip club and we were like up on this top mm-hmm. level and there was a group of like four guys, yes. five guys, and they were just hammered. The dancers were close. Everybody was close. So the dancers were dancing with the girls a bit and yada, yada, yada. And these guys are throwing money around. Just throwing like, money like crazy. Like making it crazy. rain. Uh, right. It was crazy. So the guy tells Claire, like, I'll give you 500 bucks to see your tits. So Claire looks at me. I'm like, no. No. I'm like, it's five hundred dollars. Five hundred bucks. So this eventually I do it for free. Right? I was just gonna <laughs> say that. Right. Like, I do that like, for free. Really? There was any bit of hesitation. Right. Well, hold on. Oh, he well, wouldn't be- he wasn't having it. So this got up to two grand. Yes. This guy's like, I'll give I'll, I'll give you two grand to like, see. Like with you know, the cash in right. his hand. And I said no. He wouldn't do it. And my concept is listen, I will share my wife. You're not gonna buy my wife. Aww, he just wanted sweet, to see my boobs. Actually. It's there's a difference. There's a difference. I thought we should take the money. I'm with you, though. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I kind of got to say you I missed mean, you missed the ball on that one. There's got to be somebody out there that's got to. It was just to see my well, boobs. Well, well, I well I understand. Right. And I mean, I wasn't yeah. having even having sex with him like an indecent proposal. Yeah. It was just, it was just to see boobs. my boobs. Was, I show my boobs all the time. It was. Just I show them the in pictures. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Did you decide on your very very favorite ever? I honestly can't put any one thing in one category to say this was the best. And that's great. Like, it's just, there's so many great ones. We've obviously been very, very fortunate for as many crazy stories as we have. And, you know, nights that we just went home and we were together, you know, those are still good nights. We have gone months without meeting a couple or doing Mm -hmm. anything with other people. And then we might go a month where we do something every weekend. You know, Mm -hmm. it really comes in spurts. And (laughs) I think the most consistent thing is we've always had fun doing it together. We have met some great people. We go home with either a story or a good experience. And what's better than that? Well, you always say that even if we don't do anything at the club, you're always coming home with me. And that's still a plus. That's one of my favorite things about going to the club or even coming to the sex apartment. I know at the end of the night, either here or back at home, I get to have sex with you, and that's how I'm finishing my night, and I couldn't be happier. So I don't know how we unzip this episode without unzipping one of the more entertaining stories I've ever heard. Which one was that? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Let's go all the way back to the beginning of this episode. All right. And the Lincoln Town Car experience. (laughs) Or the singing couple experience. Or however you want to phrase it. you want to uh, classify them, yes. Before he got started, he said that they have so many stories and it's because they tend to stay too long. Well, actually, Claire said because they tend to stay too long. And me and Ryan actually connect on the wanting to stay until the very, 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 very end of the night. And I think you and Claire actually connect on the um, we don't have to stay till the end. We can just. But boy, does he bring up a damn good point of waiting it out to see where this goes. (laughs) Because I'll tell you right now, I probably wouldn't have gone. Eh, No, we don't need to go back to their place, but he knew there was a story coming and boy, was he right. He was down for it for sure. The first thing he talked about when he got there, he waited patiently for them to offer them a drink. Yes. Every time we welcome someone here, I say, help yourself to anything from our college dorm fridge as we have a full-size refrigerator full of every beverage we can think of. Yes. And then a counter full of all sorts of alcoholic beverages. And we have been known to lack in ice. But everything else is in the refrigerator. So mixers are cold. So at least you're 100% correct. And I think it's very important if you're going to invite a couple over, if you aren't ready for them to be there, then it's clear, okay, I'm expecting you walk in the door and we're going to have sex and we don't need anything else. We're just here to have sex and let's go. And I don't think that's a safe assumption because no matter how many times we've come back to the sex apartment, knowing full well we're going to play couples we've played with before, there's still that transition moment that is always helped by, hey, would you like a drink? Let's sit down and chat for a minute. Yeah. 
I think it's common courtesy to be able to have some drinks on hand, to be able to offer a drink, a beverage, even if it's non-alcoholic. If you're planning on being a host, <laughs> you should be prepared to have if, some if hospitality. If you're bringing people back to your house, you should at least have a juice box ready for them. Ooh, juice boxes. Now we're talking. <laughs> I don't know. Not I a mean, Capri Sun. My, just, that my could mom just get and me is like, don't offer one to one kid if you don't have enough for all of them, right? So <laughs> Then the girl disappeared. Yeah, something tells me... She wasn't all about this experience, and he may have been more ready to... By the sounds of it, she's not open to very much of any experience. <laughs> so what the hell do you do when one person just doesn't seem interested, but the other is, oh my God, let's go, let's go, let's go, we got to go, we got to do it, let's do it. If you see that one half is so, yes, let's do this, do you make that effort to help that other one try to get comfortable, or do you just cut it and go, eh, sorry, you're not both all in, so not our problem? No, you absolutely cut it. If they're coming into the lifestyle as a couple, they should be making their decisions as a couple. And if you can clearly see, if there is a clear divide, as there was in this situation where you have one who has disappeared. Now, in Ryan and Claire's defense, they didn't know her status. They assumed what he told them was the truth and that she had gone She's to, off to change, go change her clothes, which... Mm -hmm. Is a very logical thing to do in many lifestyle exchanges when you're in a home. Like the way to get the party started is remove some clothing, get into something more comfortable. However, if they're starting to notice that here we have a situation where it's starting to become pretty clear that one of and I and they did the right thing. They, they, did, they left as soon as they realized that this was not when he went in the back room and started <laughs> saying, hey, come on, get out here. <laughs> yeah, I think you definitely cut it. Now, if it were a single guy and maybe a single girl and it just so happened that they knew each other, but they weren't in a relationship, I think that may spin the table in a different direction. But, but what if one of the two is just shy? And it's not that they're not interested. It's just they don't. Well, that's there's just a difference them. between being shy and hiding in a room. True. <laughs> I'm, I'm more speaking. What's the best way to handle one half of the couple is firecracker Ryan and the other half is sitting quietly all night, not saying much. That's a hard thing because how do you read shyness? I mean, is shyness anxiety because they're concerned about what's to come in the evening or are they shy just because they're not a social person, that they're more introverted and they just aren't going to connect with you on that level right off the bat? And if you're a type of person who needs that social connection right off the bat, who needs that interaction to be able to start something, then you're likely not going to hit it off in the bedroom if you're not hitting it off in a social interaction. For me, Very true. Very true. I think I have moments of shyness and I have moments of anxiety. There's lots of things that are all mixed up in there. Once I have a couple of drinks and I can calm down and I get to know somebody and start talking and having some exchanges, then the evening can run smoothly. But there are some people that you're not jiving with or the interaction is awkward at moments and it just doesn't seem to flow. We don't have too many of those. But when we do, you notice it. You kind of have that gut feeling that things are just not going to go that way. you kind of bring somebody else into the conversation or you go for a promenade or... And I'm talking like if we're entertaining somebody, it's getting a little awkward. And now you're like, well, what do we do? We have just these two people sitting here in front it, of it us. It does make it tough by the time they get back to your place, your hotel, when it's now just the four of you. Yeah, I think if you're going to be in just a four of you situation, you may want to be a little more sure before going into mm -hmm. it. But sometimes you don't know. I was going to say... Maybe you pull one of them aside and say, hey, I noticed the other doesn't seem too interested. But the problem there is if the one you're talking to is the I'm super interested. Oh, they're no, no, no. Try She'll to be fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's good. Whatever. They're good. Let, let me just go talk to him real quick. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're in on this because I'm in on this and the, you owe me. <laughs> I, I'm just saying I've just heard it. Saying. I've heard that conversation. Yeah. We, so have, don't, we, we have heard don't say it doesn't exist. You owe me for last time I had to. <laughs> Last three years, you will. <laughs> Listen, I took one for the team last time. It's your turn. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, it's true. It's, it's it true. happens. It does happen. I'm not saying it's right. It just does. It happens. You know what? I kind of want to get into the take one for the team where people say, oh, there's no taking one for the team. Everybody's different. Some people do. Some people have that relationship where they're saying, I'm willing to quote unquote, take one for the team because I know my partner is really into their partner. Mm -hmm. And so you do that and maybe take one for the team seems a little like rough <laughs> to say, a little more 
hard. Right. I'm going to say kind of like your marriage vows for better or worse. Um, so <laughs> I don't Fair know. Enough. Like, here's a situation where I'm going to make sure you get what you want. And it's not because I'm not getting something out of the situation with their partner. I'm getting something out of the situation by watching you have something you want. So I very much enjoy watching you get what you want than I do because that, I want to see you have that fun. fucking point. And it's not so much taking one for the team. It's changing where you're getting your pleasure from. Yeah. And I know for me, seeing you enjoy an interaction is where my pleasure comes from. I can totally see that different angle. It makes a lot of sense. But then you'll have couples who say, we will not change our criteria. We will not lower our bar. We will not make the sacrifice so that one can have something and the other gets less than what they deserve. Mm -hmm. It's really a to each their own situation. It is. And it, it all goes down to what you're actually looking for, what the experience is you're looking for. And what you're communicating to your partner. If you're communicating to your partner that maybe this wouldn't be a situation you'd totally be down for, but since... Since this is something that the partner is looking forward to, you're kind of making an exception See, this time. See, I don't time, even know or- if you have to say that out loud because I guarantee you if somebody said that, then that other person suddenly takes that step down of, uh, okay, well, now I'm going to be focusing over there. Are they enjoying it? That's where every relationship is going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Some relationships will have that conversation in the car ride home, especially if the person who lowered their bar did not have a good time. I would think, listen, I lowered my bar for you. I didn't have a good time. And now (laughs) you owe me. (laughs) So now next time, I don't give a shit what you think. Let's just. Next time, it's my turn. (laughs) No, every relationship is going to approach it at a a different angle. I don't know that I would have the conversation with you of I've lowered my expectation or I've lowered my bar so that you could have a good time. Mm -hmm. I don't see it in that light. I see it as this is something you really want. And I want to watch you get something you really want. How we get there, if that means I'm being your wingman or entertaining her partner so that you get part of her, then that's what I'll do. I got your back too, girl. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think we've had that situation. We haven't. I, don't, I can't think of one. So then if you find out, okay, neither of us are interested, <laughs> we got to get the hell out of here. This is not going anywhere. And I can't come up with a good way other than exactly what they did on how to exit a situation like that when you're you've said hey yeah let's go back to your house and we were just at a sex club if we're coming back to your house we're coming back to your house because yeah we're gonna fuck (laughs) and then shit goes south and you're like uh um oh look my uber's here gotta go (laughs) the exit can be difficult in that it's almost like if you're gonna head back to somebody's place Make sure you you know what you're doing. You have an exit strategy. (laughs) It's tough on a night where you have Ubered and you don't have your own car and you can't go the, oh, we're getting a call from the babysitter. Oh my gosh, this is happening. We need to get out of here. It's good to have a way out. Yeah, as you said, that's just a difficult situation to be in. And I don't know how you appropriately exit that scenario without... I I am just so thankful we haven't had to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've had a moment or two here at the sex apartment where we both kind of got the vibe like, eh, neither of us are that into it or maybe they're not into it. Let's just hang out and talk and wait it out until it's so late that everybody's like, whoo, am I tired? Let's go. Well, see, because we host people, we are on the opposite end of that. So mm-hmm. instead of having to exit a situation on our own, we have to figure out how to not be mean and kick people out. And we ha- <laughs> or we've send never a asked anyone to leave. Again, there aren't that many situations. I would say it's happened infinitely more times that we've just sat here chatting, 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 having such a great time talking that suddenly, holy fuck, it's really late. We're all exhausted. And now we don't Ooh, have time to play. Right. right. And this, if and we do this, this isn't going sadly to be good. walks out. And the, the rapid text of, just so you know, we definitely wanted to play. Do not think this is us saying, eh, blowing you off. We want to play. Come back again. So then we moved down to Florida and they head to Trapeze. I love the fact that they called back to the place they were staying and said, hey, friends, we're bringing back these other people to fuck. Our room's a mess. Help us out. <laughs> Did they even say help us out? I think they just, their friends just automatically cleaned it, knowing that uh, they're bringing back a couple to their bedroom. Let's pick their... And and that is awesome that you can be on a lifestyle vacation with one, two, three other couples and everybody's cool going, hey, I know all eight of us are here. 
this is great. Bring somebody back, go into your room, have some fun. And that couples in the lifestyle can be open to that kind of situation. Well, they can also be open to it because them bringing back another couple is like maybe bringing a couple for everyone else as well. Who knows? You know, maybe. That, that, it's a big <laughs> assumption, be- but it could be possible. It's like, hey, this might be someone who uh, <laughs> we can play with too. <laughs> very true. It, it is possible. And now the language barrier. That is an interesting thing. In my previous relationship, we were down at Temptation. My partner ran into a, I believe he was Chilean, but I'm not positive. It might have been Brazil. Anyway, he was from South America somewhere. Very, very, very minimal English. She thought he was very sexy and they danced a little bit. And next thing I know, see her typing into his phone. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Turns out it was Google Translate. (laughs) So the rest of the progression from at the nightclub at Temptation up to his room was, let's discuss through Google Translate. Gosh. So they finally get into it. They start playing. It's going on and on and on. It started out hot and just got, I hate to say it, got boring quickly because it was just, it was droning. We're talking hour, hour and a half. Wow. And finally she goes, types into his phone, where do you want to come? But apparently Google Translate didn't translate C-U-M. And he goes, cum? What is cum? (laughs) And she just looks at him, makes a jerk off sign and goes, blah, and throws her hands out. He goes, oh, okay, okay. (laughs) And then they wrap that up. But I loved the idea of the extreme language barrier. And it's just, wow, you are so attractive. I want to have sex with you. I don't care if I have to type into a phone. Let's go fuck. All we need is this physical attraction. And now let's go. Yeah. I I think that's incredibly sexy. It's something I would love to watch us do at some point. I don't know. I don't know if I could stop having sex to Google Translate. Where do you want to go? I I think after a while, and, and she did say it twice to him and he just looked at her like i don't know what where do you want to means or something i don't, I don't know so finally it's like give me your phone give me your phone and oh, gosh. <laughs> typed it in but i love the idea of just we are that attracted to each other let's go so also speaking of trapeze claire was mentioning with so many different languages and just the big massive group room how do you let somebody know you're interested and there it's just make continuous eye contact until they either motion you over or look away. Yeah. I'll say in our handful of group room experiences, it's always been we've walked in with a group and played in the room. We've never just been sitting there kind of making that eye contact and just, again, it goes almost to this but, Google Translate thing. Ooh, we need to, you guys are fucking, we need to be part of that. But we've been in the couple's room standing off to the side watching when we've been called over, like a point and a come hither motion for us i think it's more of a we like to build the relationship well not everybody's comfortable in the couple's room or in a more public space like that true at least of our group of friends that is true and of the two of us i i too am not that comfortable in said couple's room so moving on from trapeze Claire brought up a couple that is no longer in the lifestyle and i asked ryan how they had been so successful in the lifestyle for 10 years. And his response was, we got in it for the right reasons. What do you think some of the right reasons are? Oh, well, coming from a relationship that was in it for the wrong reasons and now being in a relationship that I believe entered it for the right reasons. And we both already had some experience. So I guess that also helps too. But you know, wrong reasons are clearly, I think it's pretty clear when I see a couple that I'm like, oh yeah, this won't last because either the communication isn't there or their relationship just isn't at a level that can handle the ups and downs that lifestyle experiences can bring to your relationship. Again, wrong reasons would be obviously to fix your relationship, to make your relationship more exciting, to change your relationship or to help one person in the relationship and maybe not the other. The ever popular, well, he just really, really wants to do it. So I finally said, fine. So we're here. The right reasons, I think, are a little bit harder to pinpoint necessarily. But I would say both people in the relationship get some enjoyment out of their interactions in the lifestyle. That can span many, many different 
things that can be socially, that can be sexually, that can be fulfilling fantasies, kinks that they're into that maybe the partner's not into. It really covers a huge spectrum. There's a whole spectrum of right reasons that can go either way. And that's kind of why I wrote this down, because I struggled to go, hmm, the right reason. The right reason is different for just about any couple. Mm -hmm. While you're 100% right, there are definitely wrong reasons. This isn't going to fix your marriage. Nope. If your marriage is on the rocks. It's going to just be showing, on the rocks while you're showing in the Showing your partner how... <laughs> how they can get attention from other people that you're not giving them, how much fun they can have with other people isn't going to help fix that. It's going to highlight everything that isn't right in your relationship. Definitely. And it's like experiencing that first few weeks of dating over and over and over again every time you meet a new couple. Mm -hmm. If you're in a strong relationship that comes home with that, oh my God, it was so great to see somebody want you as much as I want you. Enjoy that. That's fantastic. But if you're already in the, they're not giving me enough attention mindset, it's going to be real tough. But I think you hit the nail on the head with both people in the couple getting something out of it. And it might not always be the same thing that they're getting out of it, but both people are enjoying something from the interactions. Yes. And I think that is a huge key to success in the lifestyle. Because if you're going to the club every week, every other week, once a month, once every two months, whatever, and each time you go and one person's like, that was amazing. And the person was like, no, it wasn't. How long is that going to last? Yeah. So I think there is no specific right reason, but I think there are great reasons. Yeah. And I think that those reasons should bring your relationship closer together and not put a wedge between you or cause disconnection in any way. Or highlight issues that are already there. Yeah. I mean, if you're realizing, as I unfortunately did, that there was a lot more missing out of your relationship than there was there after entering the lifestyle, maybe you need to take a step back and figure out where those problems are within your relationship and see if that's something that can or cannot be adjusted. But people that it did work for are Ryan and Claire. Ryan and Claire definitely approached it in a way they, that- They didn't even mean to come to the fucking thing. <laughs> well, it's funny because they're just, they're both so positive about everything that I think that they just- okay, we're going to try this. We're going to have fun. We're, you know, and that's what they did. And, and that's what they continue to do. this is what we're okay with do. now. And okay, now we're okay with this. Yeah. And now we're okay with that. And now Ryan welcomes everybody with open arms. <laughs> he loves it so much. He's like, he is the biggest lifestyle cheerleader. <laughs> oh my God. He's so, yes, yes. Cheerleader is the word. <laughs> yes. Every time I go to the club and if I'm talking to Ryan, he's like, is it this great? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every time. And I'll say to him, hey, you having a good night? He goes, look where I'm at. How could you not be having fun? <laughs> I know. And I, I love the way that she finds him as he's bouncing, bouncing. around the club. And, and it's so true. Those hats. <laughs> it's true. And I have seen her come out of the bathroom going, have you seen Ro Oh, I see him. Never mind. <laughs> Claire's favorite moment was a night where they went out of town and they went on a date with a couple. And as the date started, Ryan was very focused on the other woman and Claire was very focused on the other man. And they kind of had their own two separate dates while they're with each other. Yes. Something we've never actually done, I don't think. No, we've never done this. We, every time we go out to dinner, it's you and I sitting next to each other and we'll flirtish <laughs> across what? the table. Sometimes. And it's we've never actually gotten to that point where we separate sides on the table or whatever. I don't know that we've ever been in a scenario where separating was something that would make sense because typically we're in a pretty standard restaurant setup. So it's not like a bar where maybe we'll be at the end of the bar chatting down here. You guys just stay here and connect or what? I, I will <laughs> I say I did notice because just before we did these interviews with them, we went out to dinner. Yeah. I always kind of motion everybody to go ahead to the table and we had a booth table and you slid in, Claire slid in and Ryan paused and looked back and forth like, well, which way should <laughs> well, which I be? One do I? <laughs> and I kind of came around behind him and slid in next to you and answered the question. And it was just like you said, that's how we 
go to that restaurant. We, we're at restaurants that we typically go to. It just doesn't. But I mean, the restaurants are set up in such a way that you eat and leave. You don't really. It's not much of a hang around, mm-hmm. socialize kind of restaurant. At least I know the ones that we frequent. And we could easily go to more of a bar type setting where maybe hanging around a little longer and separating then. And maybe be... a little heavy flirting, touching, possibly kissing. And out. That comes to what is this other couple comfortable with out in public? Right. And what are we comfortable with out in public? Right. And Especially when we're close to home. And right. And you never know who could be there. I mean, we were just in an airport in New York City. I know. And ran into... The mother of another kid in one of our kids' class. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, what if we were there with lifestyle couples? How do you guys know each other? Who are you guys? And what if we were doing this heavy flirting and, hey, aren't you... Oh, hi. But weren't you? Oh, yeah. Um. So it's comes down to what are you comfortable with, I guess. And that kind of also lends to how you make that transition. Because for us, yes, when we're out in public, we're a little, well, I'd say we are a lot more reserved. 100%. And while, you know, verbally we may be flirting across the table, we're not really making a lot of physical motions towards other couples. We're not putting hands on knees or, you know, arms around each other, partners or anything. We constantly say how we struggle with the transition. And I think that's probably part of it where we're not spending the time while we're out in public doing all that heavy flirting, really doing that build up to when we get into the apartment. So then once we get here now, we kind of have to work backwards. Now we start that flirting. Now we try to do the flirting and now we try to build. And then so now our transition is a lot more choppy, Mm -hmm. whereas maybe if we had spent that time while we're out kind of giving the little gestures and doing all the little things and all the heavy flirting and getting everyone ramped up before we walked in the door, that transition may not be as awkward. It could still be just as awkward. Who knows? Or it could be we walk in the door and we rip each other's clothes <laughs> and off. Rip and each other, yeah, shove and them up go. against the wall. And I don't give a shit there's a living room over there. Them. Back to the bedroom. <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, it's just making everybody comfortable and maybe, you know, if we're out of town, we can flirt more heavily. (laughs) So maybe the key is to leave town. Travel play. I like it. I hate not having my shower and my things. I hear you. Getting ready for lifestyle date. I like having, you know, like, I don't know, how many ounces are you allowed to carry in Only 3.4 ounces. That doesn't seem like enough, even though I'm sure it's plenty, but it just, (laughs) it's not enough. I have to be able to shave every inch of my body and make sure I have my hair exactly right. And sometimes three point, what? 3.4. Sometimes 3.4 ounces of any hair product for me. is Okay, I don't use that much, but still. Well, whatever you use looks fantastic. So one thing that had shocked me going into this interview, I had known Ryan and Claire for about six years. And Claire and I flirt nonstop. And three years ago, you met Ryan. Every time you guys I see him in the club, make out we, constantly. Yes. And Claire and I flirt to no end. Yet, for some strange reason, the stars never aligned and we never got to play. No, we, yeah, we just never played with them. Not for any reason other than it just didn't it just, happen. This, it, just, it just no specific. And I think we're both the type of people who are like, oh, we'll be here next time. Yeah, and and that's and I think all four of us have that mindset. Yeah. Of oh well, that's fine. We'll, we'll see him next. Time. Yeah. We don't have to rush. I mean, there's this other couple here. We'll do this instead. But I do know Ryan hinted a handful of times during our episode <laughs> that tonight may be the night. And well, spoiler alert. That changed. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4-HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.